This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. My name is Tatum Tamia. I'm the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and the CEO of Anchored Media. Make sure that you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you don't miss when I post another video. 
So in today's video, it's another story time, but I want to talk about my first $100,000 in business. And I hopefully someday soon I can tell you about the first million <laughs> in Jesus name. But I wanted to talk about this because on this whole online uh, marketing, online business sphere, six figures is idolized so much. And it, and six figures in the form of $100,000, like the first dollar into it is idolized so much. Everybody six figures, six figures, six figures. And to be honest, I idolized it as well. When I first became an entrepreneur, my first goal was I wanted to be self-employed. I didn't want to work a job anymore. My first year out of college, I had four jobs in one year. Every quarter, I was out. <laughs> I would get in there and be like, mm, don't like it, ready to go, get another job. And that was my cycle. So then once I started uh, my own business, my first goal was, again, I, I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. And I was like, by 25, that was my goal, by 25, I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur. And by 30, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then around maybe 27 or so, I'm going to make it six figures. Like this was young Tatum. And so uh, I did quit my job at 25. So I made that one. But, and so then the next goal was just this six-figure number. It was just such an idol. Like for, I literally would just wake up. I would do the math. I was one of those people, 100,000 divided by 365. This is how much I need to make every single day. Okay. I got this in my business. This is how many sales I need to make every single day in order to make this number every single day. That's going to tally up to a hundred thousand by the end of the year. I was one of those. First of all, that's not how business works. <laughs> you can make 10,000 one month, 1,000. Like it, business has ebbs and flows. There are, of course, structural things you can do in your business and that you should do in your business. So it's more of an even flow, but there's still going to be peaks and valleys. There are other uh, outside circumstances that impact things like the economy and all of that. But this ain't a business talk. It's more so just about idolizing this number because I see it so much, especially even with Christian entrepreneurs. And so again, I was one of those people where I idolized this number. And I remember uh, I was full-time entrepreneur. I just knew that God was going to make it happen ASAP because God told me to quit my job. And I took this leap of faith. So surely, surely he going to get with my program. Again, young Tatum, this is my mindset. And I quickly realized that God don't get with my program. I either get with his or get lost. <laughs> but, you know, as I was going through business at that time, that was also when I, he led me to shut my business down. And I talk about that in a video I did a couple years ago on this channel. But I, I, I always think back to this moment of the first 100,000 because I think the way that it happened is indicative of the transformation that God had in me and also the posture that has to remain as I try to get to my first million, right? Because I'm in a space now where I'm like, I'm ready to make my first million, God, like, what's up? But happened to reel that back in. And so in, in reflecting and thinking about that, if you guys can't tell, I'm a reflective person. <laughs> I like to think back in order to correct mistakes and build upon my strengths and correct my weaknesses so that I can continue to, to just grow and elevate. But how it happens is something I never take out of my head. Because for me, doing business God's way is a constant, I'm, I'm not going to say dance, but it's just a, a, a constant priority to keep my ambition in check. Because I have to, I'm, I am very smart. I'm very capable. I can do a lot of things. 
None of that means nothing if I'm doing it outside of the will and the way of God. And I've committed my life to doing what he wants me to do, how he wants me to do it, when he wants me to do it. And a lot of times that conflicts with what I want and when I want it and how I want to do it, right? So most of this journey is self-regulation. And so one of the ways that I keep myself in check in this business journey is by keeping certain milestones top of mind. And this was one of them. So in this period of time, I had just shut down my business. It was around 2018 or 2019. God had told me to go on tour. I've told that story many times here. And we went on tour, no money, no clue how this was going to take place, how stuff was going to get paid for. This was just genuinely a by faith experience. And did that. Tour was great. Revolutionary. God came through and and every single city we went went into, God came through even for me personally. As soon as the tour was over, I was able to conceive my son, which was a huge prayer point for me. So God was moving. And I remember this day, I remember it was around like, I think October. My husband's here, so I'm going to ask him, BJ, what, you remember what month it was? So he don't remember. So uh, my husband is our CFO and accountant. He makes sure that we get the money, we keep the money, we multiply the money, right? I don't trust anybody with my life or my money more than him. And so we were on like Google chat one day. He was at work. I'm at home. And he was like, he sent me this chat and was like, I think you want to see this. And that's just true BJ fashion because he's never want to jump up and down for anything. It's always cool. It's just always cool. And so uh, he sends me this screenshot of our accounting system. And we had crossed over the $100,000 mark. And I sat there and was looking like, I know he don't know how to Photoshop, so this got to be real. And I was sitting there like, <laughs> what? And I was happy. Of course, I started tearing up because this journey with God just makes me emotional often. But I was tearing up not because I was so happy to meet this milestone. I was crying because I, it didn't matter as much at the time. And it was like at that point is when I knew that what God had been doing in me throughout that year, shutting down my business and just following him and obeying him, doing this transformative period where I was so stressed and not just feeling like a failure, having imposter syndrome, all of these things. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm this entrepreneur. I got this podcast talking about entrepreneurship, but I don't really have no business. Like God, what's up? You got me out here looking crazy. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. 
Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> but. I was crying because what what he was doing in me in that process, at that moment, I got it and it clicked. And I remember even when I first started this journey of doing business God's way, he had me go and read Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah, I'm like, God, why am I studying this? This is the most depressing <laughs> book in the Bible. Not the most, because it gets real in there. But it's a very depressing book in the Bible. And I know a lot of people quote Jeremiah 29, 11. And uh, I quote all the time uh, with Jeremiah 1 and 5, I think. And yes, there's some great quotables as a whole. It is a depressing book because Jeremiah was hated. They wanted to kill him. He was out doing what God said, but it wasn't received well. His life sucked. <laughs> by all definitions that we would think a good life is, right? And so when I was reading this, I'm like, God, what what you trying to say? <laughs> like, what's going on? But he told me, like, I have to redefine your definition of success because you think success is all of this that's on your vision board. Because at the time I had vision boards, right? I was very serious about what I was trying to accomplish. I've always been like that. But he was like, I have to read organize and restructure your uh, definition of success because you got you want to make this six figures you want to have this Porsche you want to have this 10,000 square foot home in Potomac and all of these different things because these were the things that I wanted and I still will take the 10,000 square foot home okay but uh, he was like that's not success to me 
And in order for us to go about this for in the first lesson of making God your CEO is you have to know and accept that success is pleasing God, period. All of this other stuff is a bonus. And he and I had he asked me and I had to ask myself this question. If my life looked like Jeremiah's, would I still obey God? If I was unsuccessful, according to everybody else, if I was poor, if I was hated, if I if my life looked like that, would I still obey God? My answer when we started that journey was not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. That was my truth. But that is what had to be dealt with in order for anything else that has happened since then to be able to happen. And when I work with entrepreneurs, I always ask that, that question to them. If everything that you can think of, if you just think of the most wonderful, beautiful life full of not just money, but just, you know, happiness, joy, all the things that you want. And, and your life looks nothing like that. It looks more so like Jeremiah's. Would you still obey God? If the answer is no, I be honest. And I'm asking you guys this who are watching, be honest. God can't work with our mask. We got to take that off and be real so he could change us. And so my answer at that time was no. I, I, don't, I don't know, God. I'm not really with this. And so that was my answer. And But then my answer changed. And I said, God, honestly, right now, no. <laughs> but I'm committed to you. So just you have to help me out with this one. Because you're debunking and, and breaking me down so that you can build me up. You're pruning me so that I could bear even more fruit as scripture. So God, this don't feel good. I don't like it. I don't want to get rid of my idea of success. I don't want my life to look like Jeremiah. But nevertheless, I give my life to you. And so that's where I was at. And then as I just continued to study, but that's where I was at. And that was lesson one. And it was the most important lesson because none of this that you guys have seen since then, that was about four or five years ago, nothing that you've seen since then would be a thing. And so going back to that moment where uh, BJ sent me that screenshot, I cried because, I, again, I'm thinking back to that first lesson and I felt like I passed. And that's why I was crying, because I would, it was proof that I was a version of myself that I never thought I would be and that I never painted the picture to be because the version of myself that I was chasing before I gave my life to Christ was going to look pretty good, right? I was going to be successful no matter what I did by the world standards, but I probably would have spent eternity in hell. So I was just weeping with joy because I felt like I passed the test, especially looking back at that year of so many things happening in faith of us doing the tour and, you know, me going through so much and trying to have a child and God just showing up and showing up and showing up. I wasn't even tripping about the money. That wasn't even a thing for me. The goal of the six figure idol and the goal and all that wasn't even a thing anymore. But the fact that he loved me so much that he still gave me that desire of my heart, I was, I was no good. And I wanted to talk about that. And even as the years have gone on, it's something I keep at the top of my mind because, again, I'm, I'm working towards my first million. And I pray that that moment is the same way as the first 100,000. 
I pray that it's my husband who tells me. And I pray that I'll be so busy being obedient that I wouldn't that I wouldn't even know. And again, I wanted to tell that story because I see all the time uh, this six figure idol and it's an idol. And for as long as you put something else before God, you're out of alignment, you're in sin and you need to repent. And also, on a less serious note, $100,000 ain't that much money. I don't know where y'all live at, <laughs> but I live in the DC area. Child, please. <laughs> Maybe if I lived in the South or somewhere rural somewhere, but it really ain't even that much money, especially in this economy. But nevertheless, I just wanted to touch on that just again for any of you guys who may find yourself where you're making whatever your income goal is an idol. Remember, success is pleasing God. Period. So that's it for this video. Make sure that you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you don't miss when I post another video. And I'll see you in the next one. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.